You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, episode 163, Seven Ways to One Another, One Another. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. And welcome to the show. Today, we are talking about one anothering one another. And if that's a little bit confusing, we'll get down to the bottom of that real quick. Hey, I know that uh, it is difficult to be in quarantine, and I am hearing from so many of you of what life is like and the challenges that you are facing, both with your work and the relationships at home. And um, it's been very difficult for a lot of people, and I understand that. And I'm hoping that today on the show, I can give you some encouragement. In fact, I would say I'm going to give you some encouragement because I'm going to give you the Word of God and uh, some ways that we can one another, one another. I'll explain that. But before we get going, I know that there's a lot of Scripture that I'm going to be passing on your way today, and you're going to want it. So if you want it without having to pull over or to take a lot of notes, I'll give you the notes. All you have to do is text my name. And that's Jeff Cavins, J-E-F-F-C-A-V-I-N-S, and uh, you can text to 33777. That's 33777, and I'll get you all the notes for today's show as well as all the shows in the future. We'll keep you on the list, and uh, we enjoy having this relationship with you. Well, we're talking about one anothering one another, and you are quarantined most likely, and that means that you are either with roommates or you're you're with your family, your kids are at home, you're now a homeschooler, never thought you would be, and it really comes down to our relationship with one another. Either we're going to be successful or we're going to fail, we're going to flunk, right? And and so what we want to do is we want to read the, the Gospels, we want to read the Epistles, we want to read the Word of God, keeping in mind that, that some of the most important relationships in our life are those relationships right in front of us, those relationships with family. They're right in front of us, and we and we are interacting with them every single day. And it's a chance for you and a chance for me to put the Word of God into practice, and and that is the way that we grow. That's the way we mature. Uh, we we mature by taking God's Word and not just studying it, but putting it into practice. Now, as I share some of these points with you today, I um, am going to really encourage you to resist saying, well, those are some good points, and then looking for something else. No, what I'm encouraging you to do today is what I need to remind myself to do frequently, and that is, yes, we're going to be hearers of the Word of God, but we're going to be doers of the Word of God as well. You see, the only way that those relationships within your particular quarantine are going to be fruitful and thrive and be a loving place and loving atmosphere is if somebody will act like Jesus, if somebody will will literally put the Word of God on and do it. And that's the way that change takes place. And so I, I can't emphasize that enough. That's the way change takes place. 
Okay, so when we we look at this uh, this phrase, one anothering one another, or to one another one another, I, I get I'm getting that from the New Testament, where Paul in so many places, uh, in fact, it's uh, all Paul today, I'm giving you all Paul, Paul is going around from church to church, and he's establishing churches, and and uh, quite frankly, he is really up against the odds when it comes to changing the culture, because he's speaking to a world that is, that is worshiping Caesar, who is considered the God-man, the Prince of Peace, the one who has ushered in the the good news for the world. I'm speaking of Caesar Augustus. Well, Caesar Augustus is not the God-man. There is only one God-man, and that is Jesus Christ. And Paul is going from city to city proclaiming the Son of God, the true Son of God, the true Prince of Peace, and the true good news for the world. And as he establishes these churches— He then circles around and he writes to these churches about their relationship with the Lord. But if you read through most of the epistles in the New Testament written by Paul, you'll see that most of the problems that he is facing are not big theological debates. There are some. But what he, what the the problems that he is facing and the problems that he is addressing in his uh, letters is the relationship between brothers and sisters within the church, within the body of Christ. And certainly that uh, that goes for the relationships within our own families, of uh, mom and dad and the kids, but it really also extends to the relationship we have with one another. And it, it is so interesting because uh, Paul is constantly trying to help people figure out the problems, and a lot of the times the problems are us. <laughs> it's us. It's our relationship with one another. We're so marvelously made. We're so complex. We are created in the image and likeness of God. But man, can it go bad. It can go sour so quick, and uh, our relationships can become a place of darkness and discouragement and depression and competition and and frustration, irritation. You go on and on with the Asians, and, and that, that really spells out where a lot of us are in our relationships. St. Paul to the rescue. He's going to tell us some things that will make a difference. And I'm going to give you seven of them right now. Number one, what'll make a difference in your life and how we one another one another is uh, from Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. Number one is be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Well, brotherly love, most of us are familiar with that phrase, uh, brotherly love. It comes from the Greek word, the phileo, or the city of Philadelphia, where many of our friends are from, Philadelphia, and it refers uh, both to a love that exists uh, between between um, friends but, and, and brothers and sisters, but it speaks of family, a brotherly love that, that comes from this idea of uh, from the same family. In fact, the, the term brother is uh, used over 230 times in the New Testament, and it means from the same womb. And so if I call you my brother, you call me, hey, brother, it means from the same womb. Paul's point is clear. Love one another like family. That's what we're called to do. And as you are struggling with the uh, the pandemic uh, 
this virus going around the world and being quarantined with the ones you love more than anyone else, it's important to remember to love one another, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, to be devoted to one another. And, uh, you know, some of these some of these phrases that Paul uses, like be devoted to one another, we we ask ourselves, well, what does, what does that mean, to be devoted to one another? Well, uh, it's easy to figure that out. Uh, have you ever felt that someone was devoted to you? Well, you know what being devoted is. It means completely given over to you and and for your your well being, and and uh, they're they're staying they're staying on track as far as their relationship with you. They're devoted. They are given over to you and and your your uh, your eternal well being. And so we're called to be devoted to one another in brotherly love. If you can do that in your home, to be devoted to each other in brotherly love, coming from the same family, uh, the atmosphere will change in your home. I think that that is a beautiful, beautiful uh, scripture. Love one another with brotherly affection. That is so good. Number two is actually taken from the second part of Romans 12 in verse 10. The number the second the second one anothering one another is to honor or prefer one another above yourselves. Now beautiful. Uh, I, I love this. He says, love one another. We've already gone over this. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Some translations say honor one another. Some translations say prefer one another above yourselves. Now, if you're in a quarantine situation and you are there with your family, you have a choice to honor one another, to prefer one another. You have that opportunity to prefer one another when it comes to eating. You have an opportunity to prefer one another when it comes to television, when it comes to the computer, when it comes to the rec room, when it comes to the car, whatever, whatever it might be, you do have an opportunity to honor and prefer one another. So if you've ever been honored by others, you know what it means to be honored. It's striving to, to make our others, other, other believers, in this case, other, other uh, people in our home, look and sound good, and we lift them up, and we, we honor them. We rejoice in, in their achievements and, and their success. To honor and to prefer one another within a family is, is a, a great way of celebrating love and the love that we have in this, this school of the, of the family. It was Jesus who honored and preferred others when, in John chapter 13, what did he do? He washed the feet of the disciples. He washed the feet of the disciples. Can you imagine what your kids would think if you said, as a father, as a mother, I'm going to honor and prefer you. I want to wash your feet. I'll tell you what. They'd never forget it, that's for sure. They'd talk about it in 20 years from now. Remember that when that pandemic was going around and that, that uh, Corona Vona thing? And, and remember that when dad washed our feet? They'd never forget it. Trust me, never forget it. If you do it, 
email me. I want to hear about that. The Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. That's my email. Seriously, I'd love to hear about it. If you do any of these things, let me know about it. So is there someone uh, that you have a problem with that you could honor today? Maybe, maybe it's not just in the, you know, the, your family uh, at home there, mom and dad and the kids. Maybe it's, maybe it's people in the body of Christ in your church that are not with you right now, but you could honor them with a text. You could honor them with an email. You could honor them by saying something in that Zoom call that you have four times a day. So honor and prefer one another. Number three, serve one another. Serve one another. Paul said to the Galatians in chapter 5 and verse 13, he said, For you were called to freedom, brethren, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love be servants of one another. Wow. Isn't that something? Let me read that again. That is so good. That's Galatians 5.13. For you were called to freedom, brethren, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love be servants of one another. In other words, what, what Paul is saying here is that we need to use our freedom to be servants of one another. Oftentimes, our freedom is used in serving ourselves, isn't it? whether it's our appetites, whether it's dealing with our free time or our resources. I don't know about you, but I do that sometimes, once in a while, maybe a few. But we're called to use our freedom as an opportunity to serve one another. Let me ask you this. Do you have any free time in the quarantine? (laughs) Well, serve your family. You know what it literally means? It's kind of wild. It literally means to serve one another. literally means to be slaves or servants to one another. And this is why Paul told the Ephesians in Ephesians 5 and verse 21 to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so out of reverence for Christ, if you want to reverence Christ, if you want to show honor to Christ, then submit to one another. Serve one another. That is very, very powerful. So, so far we have to be be devoted to one another, uh, honor and prefer one another, and serve one another. Uh, And uh, did I say that was number three or four? I can't remember now. Well, we've gone through three. We know that. Well, number four is to accept one another. To accept one another. I'll tell you what, this is... uh, this is one of the harder ones, I think, for us to do in our, in our lives, is to accept one another. Oftentimes, there's so many things among siblings and family that we don't want to accept, do we? We don't want to accept. The people have idiosyncrasies. Uh, people, they have habits. They have mannerisms. They... They do things that, that, that we don't particularly enjoy, right? And unfortunately, many times this is based on, on what, uh, you know, on, on uh, things that we simply don't like personally or inconvenience us. And we are called to accept them, to accept one another. Do you know, we are not put on this earth to change the details of everyone around us. 
I'm not put on this earth to change you in terms of, of who you are, the way you do things. Maybe some things do bother me. Maybe some things bother you. But I'm called to accept you. And you know why? Because Jesus Christ has accepted you. He has accepted you. Even though you have those idiosyncrasies, those habits, those patterns, uh, you have those weaknesses in your life, but he accepted you. He accepted you. And that's what Paul says to the Romans in Romans chapter 15 and verse 7. That's what we're called to do. Accept one another. Very, very powerful. If we will do that, uh, the atmosphere at home will change. And you know, some of these things get, they get real personal, don't they? It could be, it could be the sound that someone makes at dinner. It could be the fact that somebody digs into the meat at dinner before everybody else. It might be the fact that they take the cashews out of the nut bowl before everything else. And that bugs you. Accept one another. Accept one another. You'll do more to change the atmosphere in your home when you by, by accepting one another but than by demanding that everybody line up with your idea of what normal is or, or your idea of, of what a good day is, even. So accept one another. Very, very powerful. I've got three more, three more powerful ways to one another, one another, and I'm going to share those with you right after this. Hi, we're Jackie and Bobby Angel with Ascension Presents, and we wrote a book. Yay! Ta-da. Um, it's on discernment, which is figuring out the will of God in your life, which can be an exciting and yet exhausting endeavor. It's called Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. And we wrote it with Father Mike Schmitz from Ascension Presents. You might know him. <laughs> you may know that guy. The book is concise, but there's lots of wisdom for any person that really wants to do God's will. And it's a, it's a journey of trying to figure out what God wants for your life. And so there's a lot of wisdom from things we've learned along the way. There's testimonies and, and parts of our stories to help you out. Really, like this is a book I wish I had as a young adult. Like This would have helped me a lot in my 20s. Discernment is a question we get asked all the time. Where is God calling me? What am I called to? What vocation am I called to? How do I know if I'm supposed to take it, this job? How do I know this? So we wrote this book to help you along the way to give five steps to discern whatever decision you're making and hopefully to give that peace and that joy that will come from making that decision. And the, the main goal is to help you grow closer to God along the way. So maybe not you, maybe someone in your life is wrestling with a really tough decision and you want to give them some kind of resource for encouragement. It's for if you've got a big decision, period. Yeah. So go get your copy of Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry. Go buy one for a friend. Buy one for someone who's not your friend. Love your enemies. <laughs> buy them this book. <laughs> go to ascensionpress.com and get your copy today. And welcome back. We're talking about one anothering one another, and I've got seven ways to one another one another in quarantine that I think will make a difference in your life. And I know that they would make a difference in my life if I would do them. And that's the key. That's the key to the Word of God, my friend, is the key to the Word of God is not just knowing it. The key to the Word of God is doing it, and that's what brings about a transformation in our lives, which is what we all are really looking for. 
And so I've given you four already. We need to be devoted to one another, honor and prefer one another. We need to serve one another. And I left off before the break with accept one another. And now number five, bear with one another. Bear with one another. Ah, this is a good one. This is a good one. To bear with one another. We are called in Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 2. And and by the way, uh, I said before before the break, if you want the notes, you want all these scriptures, then uh, just simply text me, Jeff Cavins, one word, at 33777. Okay, so we're called to bear with one another. Ephesians 4 in verse 2 says, Paul says to the Ephesians, with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That's a free one. I threw that in. That's verse 3. So how do, you, how do you maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace in your home during the quarantine? Well, the way you do it is you bear with one another. That's, that's one of the major ways that you do it. You bear with one another. To bear means to be tolerant towards other Christians. There is family members. As I mentioned in uh, step number four, point number four, it's to uh, be tolerant of idiosyncrasies, weaknesses, and faults. Uh, We not only accept one another, but we sometimes just plain have to bear with one another, don't we? We are family. We see each other at our best, but we also see each other at our worst. If I were to interview uh, you and uh, ask all your friends what you're like, they'd probably have quite a list of some pretty good things. But if I interviewed your family, they might say some other things. They might say, well, you know, it's not all... Not, a, not all a bowl of cherries, let me tell you some stories, right? So we are family and we see each other at, at our best, but we also see each other at our, at our worst. Paul wrote to the Colossians as well as the Ephesians, and he said to the Colossians uh, that we were to forgive as the Lord forgives us. And I love this. Let me read this to you, this text uh, from Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14. Paul says, put on then as chosen, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness, patience, forbearing one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you, you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Perfect harmony, right? And that's what we're trying to do is maintain the unity of the spirit during the quarantine. And if you will do, if you'll do these things and put on love, uh, this this binds everything together in perfect harmony. That is that's just beautiful advice, and I, I need to take that myself. Every by the way, everything I say here on the show is actually for me. You you just get to listen in. You just get to listen in. Well, how do you bear with one another? That's an interesting idea, to bear with one another. I think uh, most people would say, well, the equivalent uh, today in English is put up with one another, you know, whatever, and put up with one another. How do you bear with one another? Well, it takes a deliberate act of the will. It takes a deliberate act of the will. I'm going to 
accept you. I am going to bear with you. I am not going to lose my patience. I'm not going to give you a piece of my mind. I am not going to give you directives as to how my evening can go better and what you're doing wrong. I'm going to bear with you. Paul also wrote to the Romans in chapter 15, and he said in the first two verses, I'll put them in the show notes for you, he said, we who are strong, which is obviously you and me, otherwise we wouldn't be listening or doing this show, right? Kidding. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to edify him. That's beautiful. I I really like that. We who are strong, we ought to bear with the failings of the weak. That we're we're more mature. We're strong. Don't let it get to you. Don't let it bring you down. Don't let it dictate the atmosphere of your home. That's just great advice from Paul. And number six, number six, we're talking about uh, one anothering one another. We are called to encourage one another. Encourage one another. Paul says to the Thessalonians, uh, he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11, he says, encourage one another with the word. We're called to encourage one another. And that goes beyond just, hey, brother, encouraging you, but it's to encourage each other with the Word of God. And that means that we need to get deep into the Word of God, and we need to to commit it to our hearts and commit it to our minds and memorize it and soak ourselves in God's Word so that in times of need, you can be an encouragement to other people. Let me ask you this. How many times during this quarantine have your children been upset, crying, worried, anxious, and you wanted to encourage them, but all that could come out of your mouth was, be encouraged. But what about being encouraged with the Word of God? What about sharing the Word of God with others in such a way that they would be encouraged? That, for example, God has a plan for your life. Or that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Or scriptures about um, uh, the power of God and forgetting about the past and looking forward to the future. There's just all kinds of things we can can share with our loved ones, with, with family members that are going to be of great encouragement. So I encourage you, encourage one another. And number seven, number seven, the seventh way to one another, one another is to bear one another's burdens. This is so important. Wow, does your mate carry a burden right now at work? A burden with the kids? A burden with the finances? A burden with health issues? Bear one another's burdens. That means to help to carry that weight, help to carry their cross, join with them. As Simon the Cyrene carried Jesus' cross, he, what did he do? He was bearing the burden, right? And he was called into service. And we can voluntarily do that at home during this, this uh, coronavirus pandemic. We can bear one another's burdens. Is your wife really going through it right now? Would you please bear her burden? 
with her? Is your husband going through an anxious time and you can tell, you know, maybe the kids don't know, but you know, would you be willing to help bear his burden? You can do this by praying for him or her. You can do this by um, attending to uh, the physical needs of of uh, relaxation or uh, maybe just maybe give your spouse a good neck rub whatever it might be to help to to help to carry that burden that they're carrying in their life let them know that you're praying for them offer to pray a rosary with them and say you know i can tell honey that you are you are so burdened down i like to pray with you a rosary and give this to the lord it'll take a certain amount of humility for you to accept that but if you do you'll be better off believe me you really will so bear one another's burdens. I like that what Paul says, Galatians 6, 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Isn't it interesting that fulfilling the law of Christ is related to us in our relationship with one another, bearing one another's burdens? Well, those are seven ways that you can one another one another this week while you're in quarantine. Uh, Let me just end by saying this one more time, and that is that the key to this is not hearing it or just believing it, but the key is doing it. And if you'll do it, it'll make a difference in your life. And not only will it make a difference in your life, but you will provide provide an example for those around you of how to respond to difficult times like we are going through right now. I'd love to hear from you, my friend. You can email me at thejeffcavenshow at ascensionpress.com. I also want to remind you to go to Ascension uh, Press webpage, uh, website, and because there they have a lineup of a number of, of shows that are being offered in the evening, in the rosary every day during the day. You can join us live, myself as well as a number of other people, and uh, we can help to bear one another's burdens. Right? And during this difficult time that we are going through, we can bear one another's burdens. I want to pray for you. I want you to know that I love you, and I'm thinking about you, and I want to help bear your burden by lifting you up in prayer right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord, I thank you for my brother, I thank you for my sister, and I I lift their burdens up to you and ask you, Lord, as an intercessor, I pray for them and ask you, Lord, to comfort them, to be their their shepherd, to be their physician and counsel. I thank you, Lord, for your word, which encourages us and, and leads us and guides us and corrects us. I pray, Lord, that my friend will, will find freedom and a new joy in one anothering those who are in quarantine with them. We offer all this up in your name, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, amen. name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. P.S. Do pray a rosary. Your mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, she will help you bear your burden. God bless you. 